Hey, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. Thank you, you for joining us. He said, y'all. I did. I did. Because we got someone from Texas on the line. Oh, What's no. up now? Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. Hey, if you guys want to be in a conversation with us, email us, crosspolitik at gmail.com. Make sure you share the show now, become right now. a member. And uh, please uh, become a club member. Support us. The value of 10 bucks goes a long way. 25 yeah. bucks goes a long way. And we got all sorts of club content in the portal. We got Uncle Gary DeMar. I'm dropping that this week. He's dropping that one, this one, week? One segment. Just one, one segment. segment. Okay. One segment. The round table. That stuff's hot. Are you dropping the eschatology um, yeah. stuff? Yeah. Eschatology round table. We got some God and government stuff coming in, which oh, is yeah. actually going to be uh, applied oh. to this conversation that we're going to have here right. with. Now. Who do we got on the phone, Mike Toby? Shero. <laughs> Mike Shero joined the C12 group in 2010 as a member. He was an executive pastor for a large church in... Texas. Uh, Amen. That's right. Uh, He's an owner of a healthcare strategy consulting group. Prior to that, he had served in a variety of leadership roles in operations and sales, uh, Walgreens company, financial services, a strategic development work with health by design. He exited his commitments in 2011 to join the local C12 practice in San Antonio Mm -hmm. as an associate chair serving CEOs across the market. Mike is passionate about collaboration, strategic planning, gospel initiatives, um, and he grew up in Alaska. Whoa, you were born there, All you, you guys are connected. I, I, I was Is not- he black, too? <laughs> <laughs> then I'm connected to him. <laughs> Mike, it's so good to have you on Cross Politic. My dance moves would betray me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Where in Alaska, Mike? So, so where that you voice. Uh, Juno and Anchorage mostly. Yeah, generally most of my life within kind of an hour of Anchorage. Yeah, I was I I, I spent five years in Wasilla and Palmer. Okay, I lived yeah I lived in Wasilla for six years. Hey, yeah. you know we got some club members in Alaska. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Alaska represent. That's right. Now, um, all twelve of us. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, uh, tell our audience what is the C twelve group and why was it created? What's it for? Yes, the C twelve group serves. CEOs and business owners around the country and now in three other countries who want to integrate their faith in the way they run their business. So we always say we're trying to help people build great businesses because we don't think God's honored by a poorly run company, mm-hmm. but that businesses are not just supposed to make a lot of money and do no evil, but that businesses are actually a platform for ministry, a platform for changing the world. So we say great business for a greater purpose. Mm-hmm. We get to serve a few thousand business owners through peer advisory programs in cities. Um, businesses ranging from a million dollars. I think our largest one this year is an $8 billion company. So it's mm. full gamut, right? but it's men and women who love Jesus and think that that should change the way we lead and what businesses accomplish. So why would, why would a CEO want to join your organization? What value are they getting out of it? Yeah, tons. I, I mean, I was a customer, so I can, I can attest to it. So a, it's lonely being a leader anyway. Uh, you really have no one to uh, be honest with, get advice from that doesn't have conflict of interest. So we practically bring a lot of value. Just how do you deal with being a CEO? How do you run a company? How do you scale things? How do you deal with realities? But then the other part is who is going to hold you accountable to what does it mean to follow Jesus and run a company when you're dealing with lawsuits and people and industry and technology. And so we bring training, best practices, uh, a lot of skills around how to help you scale a business. And so typically, our member companies see reduction in turnover, improved profitability, improved quality of life. Mm. We remove the crazy factor, lots, lots and lots of things. Could you, could you give me an example of how you guys are using your Christian ethics in, in this form of business? In business? 
all all kinds of ways. Um, it, it is such a underdeveloped area of thinking in, in yeah. for many Christians when yeah. it comes to business. So I mean, everything from you know how do you treat your the way you view human beings, hire, mm. fire, dignity, culture, compensate, but even things like I'll do a practical example. I got involved in a couple years ago. Was, um, first, the real question: What's going to be authority in your life? The Bible says in First Corinthians six, uh, Christians shouldn't sue Christians. Right. Um, we don't really apply that verse in the real world. Wow. Yeah, come on now. Yeah, come on now. Yeah. Preach. <laughs> I remember I was a, a buddy ran a, a web company and he did some services for a trades company and he just got totally taken advantage of and he was owed tens of thousands of dollars and the other company went like to me, you know, I can, I can outgun you on it. Yeah. Well, that guy happened to be a, uh, a strong Catholic went to a good Catholic church in San Antonio. And so I stepped in and called and said, Hey, you know, Bobby's not going to sue you because he doesn't like do those things because of his biblical convictions. But I'll happily call your priest and ask for the parish to host a meeting to really call anything into account on how you deal with this unethical business practice. Nice. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. A little craziology like there. <laughs> I, and so, suddenly so, that you know, meant something. It, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Mm. So how's, how's the C12 group sorting through the current, political cultural challenges that are facing Christian businesses and business owners. I'm thinking of, you know, the Jack Phillips situation, the Colorado cake yeah. baker, Dan Cathy, Chick-fil-A CEO. I mean, how does the C12 group help sort through those things? Yeah. So obviously if you're going to, so I was in the Supreme court with Jack Phillips and I'm an amicus brief participant in almost all the Supreme court cases you'd think of lately. So wow. if you're going to work with thousands of CEOs and business owners on this stuff, you better know your homework. Yeah. So we, mm -hmm. We work with the top law firms in the country to make sure that we both are advocating for laws, but we're also then briefing our members on legal do's and don'ts. Uh, one of my favorite attorneys says, you know, being stupid for Jesus is still stupid. <laughs> so um, we got to make sure that we, so we do a lot of training, curriculum, briefs, legal guides on, you know, here's what you can do. Here's how to do it smart. Um, here's how to realize you've actually got a lot of liberty and you just got to do it the correct way. That, so, that, that sounds like uh, so Jeff Schaefer. Erosion of liberties, but most <laughs> people don't know the liberties they do have. How are people being stupid for Jesus? That that hit me because when you say that, I don't think people would actually. They probably say, "Yeah, absolutely," but they're probably the exact yeah, what, person. What's that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Oh man, Jesus gets abused. <laughs> uh, Richard Blackaby once said, uh, "You know, don't blame the devil for bad leadership. Um, if you're using uh, your faith as an excuse to just." be dumb, don't blame spiritual warfare on it. So everything from thinking because you put a giant fish symbol up, that that's an excuse to do poor quality or to not follow through on things, or right. thinking because you want to uh, express the message and love of Jesus, which we are all about, does not get the right to be belligerent or bigoted towards anybody you disagree with or who's different. Mm. You know, So whether it's mistreatment of people, whether it's representing your faith in, in a obnoxious way that creates hostility or whether it's letting your, uh, your focus on ministry and missions be a excuse for poorly managing the business, poorly managing contracts, all those things beca can become stupid for Jesus things in quotes. So, yeah. so how do you distinguish between, I, I mean, I think I know what you mean. Like there, there, um, bad business practices, bad business practices. Yeah. Well, that's the easy part. I mean, keep your word, yeah. um, follow through, pay your bills, love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. <laughs> how do you distinguish though, between the kind of hostility that really is just stupid because you're, you know, you were being it, you were being foolish. And so it creates kind of hostility, but how do you distinguish between that and the kind of hostility that Jesus and Paul and other people 
actually got, got from being got faithful. From being faithful. Yeah, How do you distinguish yeah. between those two? Yeah, it comes down to um, how well you speak and how consistently you are about yourself. So, for instance, in Texas, where I live right now, if you were to uh, talk about your faith in Jesus Christ in the workplace and you had an employee who took offense to that and it went to the point of being like an EEOC claim where they're claiming, hey, this is a religiously hostile work environment. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. The test would actually be, well, Mike, were you consistent? Does your does your business's mission, vision, values, corporate documents indicate that there's a faith mm-hmm. element? When that person was hired, were they warned that, hey, by the way, uh, Mike's a Christian, so you may periodically hear him pray or say things about Jesus? Right. You know, is it is it common in the workplace, or you just periodically strike somebody with a random, you know, eruption of faith talk. <laughs> yeah. If so, that, that inconsistency is what creates a hostility. Interesting. And so ironically, they're essentially saying be hot or cold, don't be lukewarm. Yeah. Wow, that's really yeah. good. So, yeah. so you're saying actually part of our problem in this is probably businesses come into the they start their business, they do their business and then midway through they become Christians. <laughs> right? Yep. Instead of actually starting from a Christian foundation, talking about how we actually handle lawsuits as a covenant relationship with churches, building that yep. into your platform mm. actually prevents us from having hostile Christian work environments. Correct. Oh, bro, that's, that's, that's really good really stuff. Good. So, Mike, uh, before the show started, you said He's you, in San Antonio. you've been busy the yeah. last few weeks, um, and you live in San Antonio, which I just mentioned Dan Cathy a minute ago from Chick-fil-A. Um, there's been some doings in San Antonio, in the San Antonio airport, I Y'all think. Y'all tripping out there. What's going what's, on? What's going on? My goodness, our city council just stepped in a, uh, a pile of manure and caused a big problem. So yeah. the short version is evaluating a, a concessions contract in an airport, and I could care less whether there's chicken. I'd like tacos, right? So whatever's going to be in this concession, Watch it. who cares? <laughs> Watch it. it. It came down to someone saying, uh, hey, Chick-fil-A is who we picked to be one of those vendors in this concession area. And a city councilman went, no way. They are anti-LGBTQ because – Two years ago, they donated some money to the FCA and Salvation Army. Thus, they're a hate organization. And another city council dogpiled said, I second that emotion. They're a symbol of hate. In fact, every dollar we'd let them make in our airport, we'd be funding anti-LGBTQ practices that has no place in our city. Huh. And so they voted to ban Chick-fil-A from that contract based upon this social judgment without ever talking to them. And ironically, this is a company that actually with 100 and 20,000 employees has zero EEOC claims of any discriminatory treatment of any employer customer mm. ever. Huh. Wow. But purely because two years ago they charitably donated to help inner city youth in Atlanta through an FCA program and a Salvation Army program, the city was propagating this this hate speech against them that they're anti-LGBTQ. Right. FCA is Fellowship of Christian Athletes, right? Correct. Yeah. So is that even legal? Can a city council do that? It's a it's a complete breach of uh, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, free exercise of religion. I mean, the, so just uh, just recently, I think this past weekend, it was awesome. Um, there's a guy named Peter Kersnow. He's the commissioner for the U.S. Civil Rights Commission in Washington D.C. Just sent a letter to our mayor and city saying, you know, just reprimanding, saying this is completely ridiculous. He says it's a stupid time to be alive in America where there'd be this <laughs> lack of self-awareness, where we do exclusion in the name of inclusion, where it'd be intolerant in the name of tolerance. Um, wow. You think about it. I, I, I went and met with our mayor and city council, and we held some town meetings, and I said, this is, 
if the fact you gave charitably to something is now the basis for my judgment, well, I didn't give to save the whales last year, but I don't hate the whales. Right. I didn't right. give to I didn't give to all sorts of organizations last year, but if what I gave to makes me an enemy of whatever they stand for, right? Um, man, we're not going to really have any businesses doing anything in America. And if our government's going to be legislating the values you're allowed to personally believe, not the behavior conducted, but to say your belief and your disagreement on something with somebody else personally makes you discriminate. Mike, you a discriminating person, like we're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Now, now, Mike, it seems like a lot of these cases, like Jack Phillips, uh, the Chick Fil A situation in San Antonio right now, it, it seems like we're, we're Christian businesses are kind of playing defense. What should we be doing to be more proactive and even kind of be offensive or go on the play, offense, play offense? Yeah, right. And um, and and make some gains with how Christians businesses can function with their convictions in our society. A bunch of things. So some of the things that came out of this that was really sad to, to kind of shame on us. We have this town hall meeting with a bunch of city council members and ones that we didn't necessarily agree with on this issue. And at the end of this really frank time of candor, the city council members went, hey, this was actually really helpful. We've actually never heard from Christian business owners oh. their concerns on this. Oh, oh really man. Never heard this perspective. And then I just was in D.C. the last two days. I met with 10 congressmen's offices from coast to coast, from California to Virginia, to Ohio, Missouri, I mean, all over the country. And in every single office, I went advocating around some other federal laws being discussed right now. And I said, hey, here's how it affects Christian business owners, men and women, small small businesses, big businesses. Every single time they said, do you know you're the first person we've ever heard talk to us about this stuff? Shut up. Anybody, one of, the, one of the congressmen said, Mike, I actually agree with you. I've not had a single email, letter, phone call from a constituent representing this issue oh man and you, you guys remember the bathroom bill drama in north carolina oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. sure a little little bit of a stink bomb there right yeah. so c12 member companies employed more people in that state than the big brands that were boycotting the state but the governor didn't hear from them wow and so it there's a massive issue of just a lack of civic engagement huh. from christians we don't want to you don't want to be obnoxious but man we've got to be We've got to be expressing our needs, views, and concerns and using the rights we have. So, I mean, let's be honest here. Part of, part of what we're debating here in the public square with Christian businesses is the right to deny services based off religious conviction. What? How does, how does, how does now, that play into this? Well, I think hey, what the city of San Antonio just did using this, there's this whole area of SOGI laws, sexual orientation, yeah, right. gender identity laws. Right. And those are being used as a weapon, it's being weaponized to not get to treatment of people to actually begin to criminalize belief. And I think that's the mm. danger here is uh, Chick-fil-A was not accused of any actions. It was that you give to, or it literally said you gave to Salvation Army, which has a statement of faith on their website, thus because you believe in biblical marriage, that means you hate people right. who d- believe differently. That is a dangerous slope this is going towards. And even with Jack Phillips, he did not refuse service. He said, you can buy any product I have. Everyone's welcome here. Right. He had a policy. He doesn't do custom. He doesn't do political cakes. He doesn't do violent cakes, Halloween cakes. He doesn't do adult, you know, sexually inappropriate things. And he didn't do things celebrating gay marriage. Right. It was just, I don't do custom products for these messages. I don't do compelled speech. It wasn't denial of service based on who anybody was. Mm-hmm. 
you know, but the, the, it seems like the real problem from what you just said, this just this struck really hard is that really the, the vacuum is being filled there because we're not engaging at all. Like, correct. W- if we were just there, we wouldn't even have to have this conversation with Chick-fil-A in the airport yeah. because Christians would be engaged already. Yeah. So part of, part of what it means to play offense is actually it's just, actually just, just, just be there, yeah, yeah. be engaged, yeah, act right. like a Christian in the public environment. Love your, love your public Lo- neighbors. Love, love your public neighbor. Like, that's amazing. You know, I'm, go ahead. So, okay. Mike, you, you've been in D.C. recently. You said you were talking to people about this Equality Act. Can you just describe what is that and what's so problematic about it? Sure. So the Equality Act would be a massive amendment to the Civil Rights Act of 1964, mm. amending it to include sexual orientation and gender identity, as well as redefining public accommodation. Mm. It's it's all sorts of problematic. Um, a, you can't define what gender identity is. There's 50 to 70 today. Right. For Christian business owners, it it is just toxic. Um, yeah. It'd make it a hostile work environment scenario if you use the wrong gender pronoun referring to someone and they have the right to change their identity anyway. So um, the compliance issues there, you have to accommodate bathrooms and locker rooms uh, in all schools, all businesses, all fitness centers would all have to become essentially gender neutral and open to whatever identity someone uh, has identified with that day. Mm. It also totally crushes women in business who have worked with the SBA to get women on business status. Mm-hmm. Well, now if I'm a man who identifies as a woman, I'd be federally entitled to get the same programs, Treatment. benefits, mm. and grants. Why, why access to co- certain contracts business. and stuff like that. Why not yeah. identify as black? <laughs> black and woman. Black and woman. Yeah. Double minority. <laughs> winning. Intersectionality. <laughs> <sighs> So, okay, Mike, we're, we're going to wrap up here, but here, I want you to take all these things that we just talked about and what you know that's coming down the pike in the future with Christians and business and, 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 um, I want you to just to give a charge to Christian men who are in business right now and just speak to them and tell them where they need to plant their flags at and what they need to do. Man, yeah, if, if you're a Christian business owner, I don't care whether it's a small trades company or a big corporate office, A, you are one person in Christ. And so if, God owns your life. You belong to him. He owns your business. So you start, better start asking what would God want your business to look like hmm. and start finding other believers to work with to say, what does that mean? Find resources, get smart, you know, reach out groups like C12, the Alliance Fitting Freedom, others to make sure yeah. you know what your rights are and what can be done. And then don't be afraid to contact your city council, your congressman, your senator, both state and federally, and identify as an employer who's providing economic benefit to the community, who wants the freedom to get to operate consistent with your beliefs. They need to hear from you. And then run a really good business. Run a business that honors God, glorifies God, that everybody in the city goes, man, I want to work for that guy or gal. Mm. And use that platform to demonstrate the gospel in a, in a powerful way. My- increasingly, that's where people are going to see it. Mike, have you seen instances where Christian business owners have actually been able to influence public policy for good? Yes. And, and can you give and, us some examples? And will be done. And Yes, yeah, so, I mean, in D.C. this weekend, a um, number of congressmen and senators are, are going to go and start writing amendments to make sure that this does not, like they literally didn't realize this would hurt Christian business owners. A couple didn't realize that apart from Chick-fil-A, there were any. They're like, I thought <laughs> it was just a cake baker guy in Chick-fil-A. Golly. Wow. No, there's actually like 460,000 Christian businesses in America, yeah. Christian-owned businesses. Wow. And 
same is true for Jewish and Muslim and others. And sure. so uh, legislation is wet cement. It can be amended at the local level. It can absolutely be modified. So it's not a, it's not a lost cause by any means. Hmm. So Mike, what's your website? C12group.com. The letter C, C the number 12 group.com uh, man hey thank you for joining the show mike appreciate uh, it's that. really good to have you thank you guys if you're single get married if you're married have kids and if you have kids go baptize them until sunday <laughs> love god with all your heart soul mind and strength love your neighbor as yourself go fight laugh and feast Amen. this is cross politic mm. hang on mike wow <clears throat> that's convicting though. yeah that was that's convicting.